the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. everybody welcome into another edition of locked on pokes i'm your host colby powell with you on a friday reminder every show in the month of may brought to you by built bar head over to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on to receive ten dollars off your first order uh all right a lot going on in the world of college athletics right now jack klein's going to join me after the first break to break it all down but uh, i mean today was a big day as uh, some more things are starting to come out now about when players may actually be able to get back on campus for voluntary workouts and then what it might look like um, going forward to try to get a season started on time because obviously you have to have plenty of time to get everyone in, have practices, do everything that needs done to make sure that everyone is ready to play when the time comes. So, uh, you, you know, there's an oversight committee. There's all these committees that are trying to figure everything out. So what they've kind of gotten down to now is that they would have a, this is an idea. This is not finalized. They would have a six week program starting in mid to late July. This is for college football, a six-week program in mid to late July that would incorporate two weeks of NFL-style OTAs. OTA stands for Organized Team Activities. Uh, So they would have two weeks of NFL-style OTAs, uh, part of a larger six-week program. Uh, So the two weeks of NFL-style OTAs would be before a four-week, quote-unquote, training camp that would uh, take place in August. Teams kicking off on week zero, which is August 29th, so that's obviously earlier, would begin OTA practices on July 18th. For those kicking off on Labor Day, they'd start July 25th. So um, OTA-style practices, glorified walkthroughs uh, with a football. It would give coaches time with players outside of the film room, uh, at least partially making up for the loss of spring practice. Uh, Let's see. 52 of 130 FBS programs never started a spring practice before the virus uh, put everything on hold. So that's all coming from Sports Illustrated. So that's kind of getting into the weeds there uh, a little bit, but it's kind of a first step as we try to look toward what it may look like to actually get the players back on campus and be prepared to, uh, to, to play. And, and that's going to happen. I, I truly believe we're going to have a college football season. I think we're going to have one that starts on time. They, they get even, into even more here about, you know, what do you do if some schools aren't ready to go? Uh, I mean, if, if there are states that are not yet opened up and there are certain schools that are like, look, we need to wait two weeks. We need to wait four weeks. And, uh, like, um, Lions, the, the athletic director at West Virginia, said basically if, if you know, there's, there's no concrete number, but he's like, you know, if 80% are ready to go and, you know, we're not going to delay it two weeks if, if 20% aren't ready to go. But if they're only 40% ready to go at the start of the season, 40% of major programs, then yeah, there's a good chance uh, that they could delay the start of the season to get everybody started at the same time. But as long as they have enough schools participating, I don't think that they're going to sit around and wait. And the, the big um, example that they're using here and, and the most relevant is California. If California isn't ready to go, then, I mean, California is going to be left out. 
other schools are going to start other other states around the country are going to start uh you know Tulsa said I think it was yesterday that they wouldn't be bringing anybody back before July 6th regardless of what happens it's now believed that most schools will have players back on campus for voluntary workouts by June the 15th the SEC has said that uh schools can have players back on campus for voluntary workouts as early as June the 8th uh so again Tulsa said they won't do anything before July 6th OU continues to say Joe Siglione uh, said this morning that he doesn't see the advantage in getting players back earlier. Um, you know, if you can still get them back and do everything they need to do to be ready for the season, why risk it by coming back earlier? We haven't heard from Mike Gundy in a while, but the last time we heard from Mike Gundy, he was pretty eager to get players back on campus. So I would assume that Oklahoma State will be one of the schools that opens up uh, a little bit earlier. Oklahoma State also in much less of a metro area than Tulsa and Norman. Uh, so obviously the case level in Stillwater much different than the case levels in Tulsa and in Norman. So that's kind of one thing that factors into the equation as well. Uh, How do schools in the Northeast handle this where they're still very actively fighting coronavirus, much more so than we are down here. These are all questions that'll have to be answered in the coming months. We're going to get into this and much, much more with Jack Klein. It's going to be a great show, uh, so make sure you stick it out until the end. Jack's going to join me after the break. While we're in the break, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go to BuiltBar.com. Do it right now. Don't wait. You know what's going to happen if you wait? You're going to forget. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. I promise you will not be disappointed. Built Bar, hey, Built Bar can get you through the coronavirus. They've got the Built Boost all natural energy, uh, no caffeine. If you're allergic to nuts, don't worry. Everything is made in a nut-free factory, uh, less calories than other leading competitors whenever we're talking about protein bars. It really is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They sent me and every other host on the Lockdown Podcast Network a full box of these bars because they knew that once we ate them, that's what gave us the ability to truly describe them, how great they are. So go to BuiltBar.com. I promise you will not be disappointed. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive $10 off your first order. All right, I'm going to take a break. Jack Klein joins me on the other side. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into Locked on Pokes. Joining me now as he does every single Friday, Oklahoma State insider Jack Klein. Jack, just patiently uh, waiting to become a father for the first time. What's going on, bud? Uh, Patiently is one way to say it. Yeah, I mean, it's just waiting. I mean, she's 37 weeks, so do about any time to ready to go ahead and have a a little girl and and raise her right by being a Pokes fan. So I'm, I'm very, very excited and already getting all of her stuff ready for when she gets here. So we're very excited, but definitely a little busy. And, uh, you know, Corona has changed a little bit of the way that pregnancies and families get together are done. I don't know if you've heard that. I've heard rumors that there was something going on where maybe it wasn't exactly like it was before. Yeah. Like, so you know all those people that you think about being there in the, uh, you know, not necessarily the delivery room, but like, in the hospital. Ready for you when you come out. Like, and you think about this, you think about, like, the office. You're a big office guy. I'm a big office guy. And you think about, you know, when Jim comes out and he's, like, telling everybody, yeah, that's not a thing at this point. <laughs> yeah. No, just you and mom, right? Yeah, yeah. Just us two. But um, we'll figure out a way to uh, make sure that the parents are able to see and, and do that. But, yeah, I mean, it just changes a little bit of things. But, you know, very, very grateful for what we have and, and having a little girl coming on the way. So, 
we can figure out all the other stuff. Just make sure everything goes well. Yep, absolutely. We had uh, some family friends down in Chickasha who just had a baby this morning, and everything went great. Same kind of stuff as you. Mom and dad were in the delivery room. No one else at the hospital, but uh, everything was great. Healthy baby, and that's really all you can ask for. So uh, continued best of luck, keeping our fingers crossed. Uh, Any Friday, Jack could join us uh, as a new father, at which point he will probably be joining us with a little bit less energy in his voice to talk about uh, some of the (laughs) Oklahoma State stars. Uh, Let's start with last weekend's golf match because you're a big golf guy i'm a big golf guy what do you think of ricky fowler and matt wolf putting on a show for everybody in the middle of the pandemic yeah i was more worried about ricky you know just from the sense that i feel like he, he's having a back injury from just carrying wolf the whole time wolf, wolf like you know what's funny rough, man i uh obviously i mean wolf was a sensational college talent that's one thing i want to touch on here in a second and some comparison i heard which is really interesting um, but, you know, I just thought it was great. I thought it was great of two OSU just star alumni. And I know that Wolf hasn't had that career yet because he's just getting started. But, I mean, I, he's going to be an awesome player uh, in the pros. I He's going to win, you know, a ton of tournaments. I think the one thing that I thought was interesting is, is that he even mentioned this on his on-course interview. I think he was trying to press a little bit too much. I think he was kind of just trying to, you know, play like he belonged rather than play in himself and um you know i mean he had the one shot on the playoff hole that you know was a was a good shot it was good but you know it, it wasn't like i mean there's ricky <laughs> i don't know what happened to ricky, ricky told wolf i need um, you to show. okay so ricky played great all day but then on the playoff uh, hole he dude. told wolf he's like i need you to show me something here and then ricky steps up and shakes a nine iron <laughs> off the screen i don't even know where that golf ball ended up i don't think yeah, ricky I did no either because he didn't even watch it well, and what's funny, though, too, is it's one of those where it's like, you know, for normal players, I mean, most players I saw was like only like 10% of players actually break 80. Then we're talking about even the normal guys that are in the 80s or even 90s. They're like, oh, okay, well, you know, he missed it by like 10 yards. But to a pro, like, that's missing it by a by a canyon. I mean, like, for yeah. him to have not even hit the green. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll but, say I mean, this. Was, I thought Wolf was uh, chirping a little too much early. I thought he was really <laughs> trying. I, I don't know if it's because he was on TV or what it was, but I think DJ and Rory were getting a little bit annoyed with him. Like, hey there, kiddo. We've been doing this for a while. We know what we're doing. Just just chime down. Be quiet. Sit in the corner. Uh, I thought they were getting a little annoyed with him. Yeah, I thought that Rory after, like, what was it, the second hole where they didn't give yeah, him, like, a three-footer. And he was just like, I've won the FedEx Cup, <laughs> like $25 million. And I'm just like, oh, no, don't. And he called don't him start youngster. talking with these other guys. I mean, he said, this don't phase me, youngster. Yeah. And see, I mean, it, it's just like, you know, I, I thought it was great exposure for him because I think that he got to play with someone with Ricky, who's obviously an alumni, who, I mean, could you be any more proud to have two people that came from Oklahoma State than Ricky and, and, and Matt? Like, I'm. I'm pumped for both of them. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I thought about, too, that the more that I've watched, I still cannot get used to Matt Wolf's swing. It is uh, – I've tried to find a little to describe he does, it. Like, right, he does like that little – and it's not even just the swing itself. It's that he always does that little twitch. So you know, what, you know why he does that, right? It's to get his shoulders around. Well, so him and his swing instructor, George Gankus, he started doing it as a drill – a few years ago, and it was basically to kind of feel his his chest getting open at impact. We're getting a little little in the weeds here, but stay with me. And he started doing it as a drill, and he's like, you know what? 
I'm hitting the ball much better after doing this drill than I am whenever I'm, I'm hitting the ball normally. I'm just going to keep doing it. It's just going to be part of my swing now. And now he does it on every swing. And, you know, it's kind of he's his swing has become famous in the golf world. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening here who are big football and basketball fans and not big Matt. Wolf go check it out. Fans. Go check it out. You've got to go see this swing. Yeah, I mean, there are obviously a lot of Oklahoma State golf fans. Oklahoma State fans do love their golf, but if you're not one of them and you haven't checked it out, it, it will I mean, it'll take 20 seconds. Google Matthew Wolf swing, and it'll pop up. You can watch it, and you'll think to yourself, huh, that doesn't look like most of them, but it's very effective, and he hits the ball a long, long way. So uh, I thought all in all it was a fun charity event, raised more than $5 million for charity. It is about all we could ask for, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I think that they did an awesome job, and it was nice to see Ricky get hot. You know, he's one of those golfers, though, too, and it's, it's still like he's been that way his whole career, where it's either he's on and he can just make birdies in a hurry, or it feels like he shoots like 75. Yeah, Ricky, uh, man, I, I really want him to win a major. I really, really want him to win a major. Um, the, the longer he goes without winning one, the more the talk of is he ever going to win one intensifies. And I hate that he has to hear that and deal with that. He, he was just such a superstar when he came out because he was so flashy. And I think everyone expected him and Rory to kind of be the two guys coming up. And it happened for Rory. And it, and it really didn't for Ricky. So now it's just gotten worse where it's like, okay, when's this guy going to win a major? So uh, hopefully he gets one before too, too long. But uh, enough golf. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. I want to get your thoughts on Desmond Howard's Heisman prediction, uh, as well as campuses reopening, players getting back for voluntary workouts, what you think about all that, and what a good timeline would be there. We'll do all that wrap things up. Coming up next right here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on a Friday, getting everybody ready for your weekend. We're going to talk Chuba Hubbard. We're going to talk coronavirus response from college football. During the break, Jack said he had one more quick thought on Matthew Wolf. Fire away. Okay, so on the coverage, and this goes back to you know a lot of the college basketball things too, but like on the, the golf coverage from this weekend, they were equating Matthew Wolf to Zion Williamson coming out of college oh. for what Zion could be in the NBA, which is, you know, one of the best players to ever play it with Matthew Wolf and his career coming out. I wanted to know what you thought about that because I had never put the two together. I didn't I hear that. I, I, I must yeah, have it, gone to the bathroom. It, it was on the that. golf. Yeah, it was on the golf channel after the round. Okay. And I can't remember who it was. It might have been Shane, but I, I honestly can't remember who was the one that said, but they compared it to Zion coming out with how illustrious his college career was. And I just want to know, like, what you thought about that because obviously he's a huge talent. I think he's going to win a ton in the, you know, on the tour. But that's just that's really steep. Yeah, the biggest collegiate difference, obviously, is the championship for Matt Wolf. So he's got one of those, uh, both team and individual. Zion has neither. Of course, you can't win an individual championship in college basketball, and he did not win one with his team. But I mean, I, I don't know. That's tough for me because golf is. Uh, Golf is is fickle, man. I mean, you can you can be a hot player and you can win like he did last year in Minneapolis, and then you can miss several cuts like he has since. Whereas basketball, I feel like is less up and down. You know, if you're one of the best players in the world, you go out and you play, you know, seventy five games a season. 
you're you're just going to be one of the best players in the world. You don't you don't really go through major slumps. You don't really lose your ability to be an elite basketball player. We've seen golfers completely lose their ability to be elite golfers. Uh, that's why you know you you just. Never take for granted that all the guys you see on the leaderboards right now are going to continue to be the names that you see on the leaderboards. So, I don't know. It's just a tough comparison for me to make with a golfer to a basketball player. No, I agree. And I think it's just the different layout in the sports. Like you said, I mean, because even if, you know, these guys play at, you know, let's just say that, you know, Zion plays at 80% of what his capacity is for a given game, they can still win. The problem is that if you're a golfer, you're playing against so many more people. You're not just playing against one other team. You're playing against, you know, however many people qualified for the tournament. And if you're not at a hundred percent, it's really hard to win tournaments unless you're Tiger. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to watch Tiger slam Sunday night, by the way, I can't wait to watch the match Sunday and then watch Tiger slam Sunday night. It's going to be a horrible day for my wife. uh, But I'm, I'm looking at ways to make it up to her. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to guess you're going to go ahead and pick Tiger. We can talk about that one later, but I think you're probably going to go ahead and pick Tiger to win. Uh, yes, I'll take Tiger. You can have the field. Always, always take Tiger. <laughs> Kidding me? Always take Tiger. Uh, all right, let's move on and talk about Chuba Hubbard, who's basically the Tiger of collegiate running backs right now. Uh, Desmond Howard won the Heisman in 1991. You know, it's a quarterback award usually. Desmond Howard, not a quarterback. Desmond Howard, wide receiver, return guy, kind of an all-purpose guy. Desmond Howard on ESPN's Get Up this morning said, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State's running back Chuba Hubbard to win the Heisman. He led the nation in rushing a year ago, averaged over six yards a carry, 2,000 yards last season. He went on to say, don't forget, guys, he plays in the Big 12 where defense is optional. So, Chuba getting some love while at the same time Big 12 defenses are getting criticized. I, I don't know. I still think it's a good thing for Chuba because last year he came from so off the radar that he didn't get any of the end of the season award votes. I think he's much more on people's radars coming into this season. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only concern that I have for Chuba is he put up unreal stats last year and like just his game by game metrics. I mean, he's just so productive that I think it's hard to see, you know, how he's going to make such a substantial, you know, like is he going to have four or five hundred more rushing yards than last year? I, I don't. I, there's I don't no see way. That. There's no way. There, there, I, I'm, I'm curious about his usage. Right. Well, maybe you know, maybe we talked to, we talked about this in previous podcasts. Maybe they use him more and in, in the past game and just figure out different ways to get him the ball. I think the one thing that that actually says, though, which I think is a good thing for OSU, I think that that shows that OSU and people think OSU is going to be competitive and good next year because they're not picking yeah. Heisman Trophy winners from eight and five teams. Yeah, I mean, I that's like incredibly that, rare. I mean, I think that that leans more towards, you know, them winning 10 wins and, you know, maybe going 10 and two. And, I mean, look at that. If it's a 10-2 and two team and Chuba puts up similar numbers to what he did last year and he's the focal point of the offense, I mean, I think he's I think he's about as good of a bet as almost anyone because I know that it's like, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the no-doubt number one overall pick. But, I mean, are we sure that he's going to care for the first month whenever they're just playing teams that, 
don't even have a pulse. Like I don't. So last year, last year Tuba so. finished eighth, right in Heisman voting. Five of the eight right. guys who finished ahead of him have now moved on to the NFL. The only two remaining who finished ahead of him are Justin Fields at Ohio State and Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Now, I will say, um, basically, until Lincoln Riley proves otherwise, you have to assume that the Oklahoma quarterback is going to be in the conversation. That's, I mean, that's turned into a Lincoln Riley thing at this point. It's however many years in a row, that four years in a row, I think. Jalen Hurts, one year. Kyler Baker, two years. So, yeah, four years in a row he's had a quarterback in New York. Two of them won the award. So you have to assume that maybe Spencer Rattler will be there. How cool would it be if Spencer Rattler and Chuba Hubbard both made the trip to New York next year? I mean, that would be really, really cool. I think one would be more surprising than the other. I mean, I feel like Chuba's going to be there because I think he's just going to have the production and the, and the raw numbers to do it. Now, what's going to be interesting, though, is if they can have a very consistent passing game and they can just keep defenses honest and not let them, you know, pack up and, and you know, make it to where they have, you know, eight people in the box, Chuba can have a lot of good games. Yeah, he and Chuba have, needs you know, Spencer healthy. You remember what, how, what happened last year whenever Spencer got hurt? Absolutely. Chuba's production took a big hit. Yeah, and I think those even, you know, even in the bedlam, I, like, like we talked about, it's like there are some fans who are just like, why can't we beat OU? And it's like, well, you weren't going to beat them without Sanders there. And I think it's one of those things where you realize how important that dual threat is, especially in college. And maybe they, you know, try to utilize that more next year. I felt like they kind of, I don't know if I felt like there was a lot of ingenuity and, and a lot of. I'll say this: you know, though. I, I didn't think the play calling was was fantastic. I felt like we ran the same ten to fifteen plays every every game throughout the year. I'll say this though: I do think that they were starting to hit their stride when Spencer got hurt. I thought I thought that they were really starting to play off each other much better because you remember the Texas Tech and the Baylor games. Whenever there were all yeah. the turnovers and all the mistakes happened earlier in the season, and then they were really starting to figure things out whenever Tylen Wallace and Spencer Sanders uh, went down. But it's it's interesting you bring up the play calling because it'll be interesting to see what it's like underneath Casey Dunn. I Some yeah. people wanted an outside hire. I get it. There are some big names around college football. But Casey Dunn has been in Oklahoma State for a decade. He's been there for Dana Holgerson. He's been there for Todd Munkin. He's been there for uh, Sean Gleason. And I'm, I'm missing one or two in there um, that, I'm, that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. But he's taken all of the good and bad it, yeah. from the last <laughs> decade. Yeah, he's taken all the good and bad from the last decade of Oklahoma State offense, and and I I feel like he's going to be able to put a good offense together for Oklahoma State. Yeah, I do too. I I really like to hire. I always like hiring internally whenever you really do like a candidate because they already get it. You know, you don't have to worry about well, you know, because there's always outside things when you're bringing someone in. You know, how does someone fit in at OSU? How does someone like Stillwater? And it's do, like, do they only want to bring be there it, for a year? Sean Gleason. Right. Or utilize it as like a stepping stone to get to a different place to where he was already in the system. And like you said, he's been around or he's been around all these great offensive minds. And, and we'll see. I think that what's different though is that he has I think he's going to have to run a different offense than what we've seen in the last 10 years because we haven't had anybody like Sanders that can run the ball like that. And, and yeah, he's a lot different. J.W. Walsh back in the day was kind of that, but, I mean, he's major Spencer Sanders light. Major Spencer Sanders light. Yeah, for sure. I think the other thing is is that it's not going to be the same that it was, you know, with, like, the air raid and, and all of that because Chuba's your best player, and, and you know, you're going to have to find different ways to get him the ball. And they're going to, you know, as a not even as a fan, but just as a person looking at the team, 
Chuba's going to have to get his 25, 20 to 25 touches a game. He's going to have to. Like, yeah, touches. To win, touches he's is the important to... word. Doesn't have to be carries. Right. All-purpose yards, I think, is going to be a big number for Chuba because I think he will be more involved in the passing game than he was a year ago. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, I'm kind of looking around that 20, you know, that 18 to 20 rushes a game and, like, five five different screens or something else. You yeah, can that's figure perfect. Out with them to that's where a I, perfect for me. I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Then still, you know, get Sanders some, you know, probably 10 or so rushes a game and just tell him not to get hit. Tell him to get out of bounds. Yeah, no doubt. Gosh, how did I forget Yersich? What an idiot. Um, I'm about to say, that was one that I don't – I feel like every OSU fan was just like, I'm so tired of Yersich. Man, it's late on a Friday. I didn't get much sleep last night. I forgot Mike Yersich. Maybe I was just trying to wipe away the uh, play <laughs> calling on the final drive of Bedlam in 2017. Maybe I was just trying to eliminate that from my memory bank altogether. Before we get out of here, I do want to get your thoughts. I, I didn't want to dwell on it. Uh, I'm glad we found that all this other stuff to talk about. It was a great conversation. I want to get your thoughts on the, the pandemic response, the coronavirus response. The NCAA Division One Council has voted that campuses can open as early as June 1st to bring students back for voluntary workouts, athletes for uh, men's and women's basketball and football. Um, but it's still comes down to the states, the presidents of the universities, athletic directors, coaches, all still have their own decisions to make. Big 12 hasn't laid anything concrete out yet. The SEC has said you can come in on June 8th for voluntary workouts. Uh, What what do you think about all this as we look forward to getting the college football season started on time? Yeah, I I think it's just a ton of mixed emotions because you want to make sure that people are getting back safely and being able to, you know, kind of, reintegrate back into that college life where there's dorms and they're around each other. And um, I think that's always exciting to, to figure out, you know, how all that's going to come back together and get excited for, okay, does this mean that we're actually setting in motion for college football to be available? But it's also scary because you don't really know. I feel like there's, you know, still so many different things that, you know, that we've got to figure out with the virus in terms of, getting a vaccine and things like that to make it to where the, the general public can be healthy and, and can, you know, go to the football games as well as for the players. Cause I think the only thing that concerns me is what do they do? Like what do college athletics do? If what happens in the NBA happens there where, you know, someone gets the, basically someone gets the coronavirus and then they spread it out to the rest of their team. Like, how does that, I know that those people, you know, that those younger, you know, in their twenties, beginning 20s athletes all that stuff aren't the ones that are you know necessarily symptomatic to it but it's like how does that work out if you know it just infects one whole you know athletic you know college yeah and the thing is you know if a player gets it and then a trainer gets it and then and that trainer that uh you know health and wellness person's 55 years old well now we've got a problem so it's it's a very fine line that's going to have to be walked uh and i hope it is handled with care i really do i hope that they handle it right and can get the season started on time because we love college football we want to see it return they they polled uh, a couple hundred anonymous players about 80 percent of them said they want to get back they want to start the season on time so everybody wants not everybody nearly everybody wants football and hopefully we get it back in a uh, a good fun safe manner jack enjoyed it great conversation as always as long as you are not in a delivery room next friday we'll do it again have a good long weekend hey you too thanks buddy
Absolutely. That was Jack Klein joining us here on Locked on Pokes as he does every single Friday. Remember, head over to BuiltBar.com right now. Do it right now. You're going to forget. Don't do it later. Right now, BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On to receive $10 off your first order. A protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. That's all for this week of Locked on Pokes. Back Monday. Uh, no, not back Monday. Back uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. It's Memorial Day on Monday, so I'm off. Uh, everybody have a great long weekend. <laughs>